0: This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. With me at the State House is Matt Dunlap. Welcome, Matt Dunlap.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Matt, when did you serve in the legislature?
1: I was first elected in 1996 in the 118th legislature, and I served four terms in the House. Uh, Getting out in 2004, before I was elected Secretary of State, served there three terms, and then was out for two years. Worked for the Sportsman's Alliance of Maine, uh, flopped out of that frying pan into the fire of running for U.S. Senate. You may remember that race. And then was re-elected secretary um, that same year, and I'm now in my fourth consecutive term.
0: That is quite a history. Uh, what is something that you're proud of in terms of your legislative service?
1: Well, the legislative service. You know, I'm. I was on the Fish and Wildlife Committee all four terms. I chaired at three of those terms. I was also on Government Oversight, um, and I was on the Redistricting Commission. I was on the Elections Committee. I think the work that we did on fish and wildlife for conservation over the long term really trying to put resources first and sort of changing a lot of the dynamics that had more or less been the paradigm around natural resource conservation for many decades prior something that I'm pretty proud of you know we we wrote the legislation that created the lifetime hunting and fishing licenses and the Atlantic salmon commission I was part of a group of legislators that actually created the office of program evaluation and governmental accountability that's how i became the first chair of the government oversight committee so we did a lot of good work back in those days and uh, i think every legislature has something to commend it but i have a lot to look back back on with some
0: pride and do you have any regrets
1: not really not at all um you know there is some certainly there's a lot of learning involved Um, there was a time when we entertained legislation that changed the way hunter safety worked, and uh, I was very opposed to that, and you know, I was on the bottom end of a couple of 12-to-1 reports and debated my heart out, and uh, much to my horror, the bill's passed anyway, and I really believed that we were going to have true mayhem in the woods, and it didn't happen, and it turned out that the unwobbling pivot upon which all that safety turns is the mandatory and free hunter safety classes that everybody has to take before they get a hunting license. Something that had never existed before in 1986. And just to give you a real flavor of what I was afraid of, you know, the year that my parents moved to Maine, 1954, we had about a half as many licensed hunters as we do today, uh, but we had 19 fatalities that year out of 100 serious wow. incidents. Yeah, exactly. And now you think back, when was the last time you heard about a fatal hunting accident? It's been years. And that's, that's how effective those programs have been. Um, so that almost was going to be a big regret for me. But a lot of the the hard work had been done before I was ever elected to the legislature.
0: Is there anything that you recall that was particularly funny <laughs> that happened well, while we you had, were in the legislature?
1: Yeah, we actually, had, we were just talking about this yesterday, as a matter of fact, as they're negotiating the budget. My first term in the legislature, I think, is actually in the second session. Uh, we're doing a supplemental budget. In the first term, the first session, we'd done the first majority budget and things were pretty tense around here. The Republicans felt very cut out. So here we are now, divided report on the budget and we're ready for six or seven hours of debate, an endless stream of amendments and uh, Libby Mitchell was speaker. And so here it comes, we're gonna do the budget and the chair of the committee stands up, moves the report, sits down the Republicans were on the phone. They weren't paying attention. And Libby stood there with a the gavel in the air. It's a pleasure of the House that Committee Report A be accepted. <laughs> and, she hold, and she's staring at the floor leader who's on the phone. She bangs the gavel. She gives it its first and second readings without reference to the Committee on Bills in the second reading, reading, engrosses it, and sends it forthwith. And finally, somebody jabs the floor leader and says, what are you guys doing? They just moved the budget into the Senate
0: that's really funny
1: (laughs) it was a little bit embarrassing for them we got a big laugh out of it
0: is there anything you wish you knew then that you know now
1: that i would still be here you know i mean i i ran with the idea that i mean i I was i was not a professional like you you know i was uh i was a professional but i didn't have a professional degree for example i wasn't an attorney i wasn't an accountant i was a commercial cook for 20 years and i worked in printing and publishing i'd worked in textiles. When I got elected to the House, I was actually a bar manager by night, and by day I was a proofreader in a commercial print shop, I had two full-time jobs. And I thought I would do this for one term, maybe I'd build up my resume a little bit, and then I'd get out you know, and, and move on to something else. Um, so you know, I've seen other legislators come here, and the first thing they do is they'll buy a condo or buy a house, and they rent out in the off-session. I thought, I'm not going to be here that long. Well, this is my 23rd year in Augusta, (laughs) and I'm still driving back and forth from Old Town. So there you go. I think that's one thing I wish I had done differently.
0: What keeps you up at night, Mr. Secretary?
1: Very little. Very little. Um, You know, we try to do the right thing, and, you know, there are always going to be those moments when you've made a decision which, you know, is very unpopular, and you think it's going to cost you your seat. And I've always said if you leave because of something you believe in, that's the best way to get out of office. Um, I've only had a couple moments where I was really in fear for my job. You know, the first time was when, as Secretary of State, we accepted those late signatures on the Taxpayer Bill of Rights Initiative. And it was hard to be around here. I mean, I had other—my fellow Democrats would have a lot of things to say to me, publicly and privately. People would actually hiss at me in the hallways. Of course, the Supreme Court affirmed our decision, and and, uh, it all worked out in the end. And then the second time, really, was when I filed the lawsuit against the presidential Commission on Election Integrity. And uh, I wasn't sure how that was going to come out. I mean, I could have come out as a laughingstock, but it turned out it was the right thing to do. And uh, we kept fairly vertical policies from coming in through the side door. You know, those things should be decided by the legislatures and by Congress, not by a commission. What
0: gives you hope?
1: Young people. You know, uh, we we have a rule of engagement in my office at The World Stops for Kids, And, you know, because I only came here twice before I was in the legislature. Once as a middle schooler with my band to play the Star Spangled Banner, and once as an honorary page, and then I was elected to the legislature. And it strikes me that, you know, you see groups of school kids who may never come here again, and you talk to them, and they ask questions about your job, and they ask questions about the state house, and how laws are made, and especially when there's something that they care about and they're really engaged. That's what really is democracy is people caring. And that's the thing I think that I always lean on when I get a little bit depressed is that you have people who really do care. I was in the grocery store one night, late, late at night. It was probably like 9.30, and somebody asked me a question about something happening down here. And I'm answering it, and all these baggers come around. They all had the same question. They were very concerned about something that was going on down here. And, you know, the fact that people care enough to ask is something that uh, I always lean on.
0: Matt Dunlap, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.